edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. Calvin, your host, with you as always. And in today's show, I'm back to get ready for the 2023 fantasy season shortly after the Super Bowl win for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's time to look ahead for 2023 and another offseason of fantasy football continues from February to August to September and all the way through that season. I'll be here to help you with your fantasy football questions throughout this offseason, previewing the NFL draft, previewing players for next year, getting into the fantasy football draft guide episodes and the bold takes as we get later into the offseason as well. It's going to be really another great year and another exciting action-packed NFL offseason. And that's what this episode is focusing on today. I apologize that it's out a couple of days late. I've had a lot to do, been busy but after this, the plan is to have weekly episodes starting this Monday. So I'll have another one coming out in just a few days. But for now, here's the episode today. It's top 10 fantasy offseason questions. So most of these are free agent questions. A couple of these aren't. But in general, it's going to be the biggest questions swirling around the fantasy landscape right now. I'll analyze the impacts on each team. I'll analyze the biggest questions. What could potentially happen with these specific players who we're discussing today, as well as the assets around them in fantasy football. So it's a look ahead to 2023. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all enjoyed the action-packed Super Bowl. Chiefs 38-35 was not necessarily expected. It was a very high-scoring game, that's for sure. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast, second and goal fantasy at gmail.com. You can send fantasy questions on Twitter or through the email. And let's get into it. Top 10 fantasy offseason questions, episode 188. And let's start with number 10. How does the 49ers QB situation impact the rest of the team? Of course, now there's three quarterbacks competing for the job in San Fran, and it looks like Brock Purdy's the front runner to start, but there's also Trey Lance and there's also Jimmy G. So we'll start with the obvious, and it's Brock Purdy. And Purdy wasn't necessarily piling up a ton of stats, getting like a huge amount of yards. Of course, he's got so many playmakers around him. So I think it's going to at least somewhat limit these stars from being like top level at their position in terms of fantasy production. However, at the same time, Christian McCaffrey, who, of course, isn't as reliant on the passing game targets from Brock Purdy, although, of course, he catches a lot out of the backfield and has been productive there, can still be top flight at his running back position. He was just so hyper-efficient and impossible to stop because when you stack boxes against the 49ers, it's Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk time. When you don't, it's Christian McCaffrey time. More often than not, it was Christian McCaffrey time. He's just so explosive, so elusive, and he can catch two. It's great asset and half PPR and full PPR leagues. He looks like incredible looks like one of the top fantasy running backs in the game maybe with a top running back off the board next year we're going to find out there's a number of contenders up there so I like Purdy for the QB situation for the rest of the team if it's Trey Lance I think McCaffrey's value takes a slight hit of course Lance likes to run the ball he's a dual threat QB the wide receivers probably take a hit as well because of that because Lance will have the ball in his hands scrambling a little bit more and if it's Jimmy G I think we see similar to what we've seen with Brock Purdy but Brock Purdy seems to be able to move this offense the best of the most efficiently so I think he's the best option in terms of the quarterback situation for scoring opportunities for guys like Debo Samuel as well. And Debo, I think, will still be in that wide receiver one tier, just not like maybe top three, top five at his position. Let's move into the number nine question. How will Calvin Ridley's potential return impact the Jaguars? And if you haven't heard his name in a while, you're not alone because I hadn't either. Is We've forgotten about him all season until he applied for reinstatement. He could be back, and that'll be huge for the Jags. I think either way, Trevor Lawrence ends up being a top 12 quarterback next year just because of the breakout of Christian Kirk. If Ridley comes back, I think both him and Kirk sit in that wide receiver two range, probably pretty similar in terms of production, given what we just saw out of Christian Kirk in the previous season. Maybe Ridley 
slightly higher, but I think that's going to be one of the most interesting wide receiver debates this offseason is who do you draft higher, Calvin Ridley on the new contract or Christian Kirk in the second year of his new contract. But either way, Lawrence probably jumps into the top 10 QBs for me next year, not even just top 12, but probably top 10. And this Jaguars offense likely will be elite. Ridley, Kirk, both going to be startable options next year. Number eight, and this is where we get into the free agency stuff. Daniel Jones, it's time for predictions. We've heard he might get $35 million or north of that in free agency. I think he re-signs with the Giants. I think we saw enough out of him, given that he had absolutely no receiving help outside of Isaiah Hodgins, who they just re-signed. Um, thank goodness. Saquon Barkley could walk, but I think the Giants are going to sign Daniel Jones and actually work to get him some weapons this offseason, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I have some interesting picks. The Giants are heavily involved in these top 10 questions. Jones... I think could easily be a top 12 QB next year. Obviously put up some very good fantasy production. I think if the Giants sign these guys that I say they're going to sign later on, that could jump into the top 10 for him as well. Where will Geno Smith go? I think Smith re-signs with the Seahawks as well. Of course, he had a good year, revived the offense, gave Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf some sustainable fantasy production. I think we see more of the same out of that. And at running back, it's going to be Kenneth Walker putting up the production. I don't see the Seahawks abandoning Smith at QB. He was reliable enough. They're just going to have to rebuild that defense and the rest of the roster because, of course, there's a lot of holes. It's Smith holding them out of going into a rebuild. And so they're going to need to build up around him now that he's shown production in this Pete Carrollette offense. Where will Saquon Barkley sign? He's number six on this question list. Again, I think it's going to be the Giants. I think Barkley heads back there because I don't know if there's another great destination for him. This running back market, as usual, there's very like few teams that are going to be in the market for some top-level running backs. Like The Panthers just moved on from Christian McCaffrey. I don't see them spending big money on another running back because they literally just got rid of the big money running back that they had before. The Bears, I mean, they already got David Montgomery. They should be okay. Miami, we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I, I just don't see a team signing Barkley to be the workhorse other than the Giants. And I think they'll be able to get him on a reasonable deal once Barkley realizes that his market isn't as high as he probably hopes. Number five on this fantasy offseason questions list, where will DeAndre Hopkins be traded? Once again, DeAndre Hopkins, I think the Cardinals, there was a report came, that came out recently said the Cardinals tried to are going to plan to potentially try to trade DeAndre Hopkins, who's now 30 years old. I think he heads to the Giants. And yes, maybe Brian Dable is a little wary of paying a top flight wide receiver that much money after the Kenny Galladay fiasco. But Dable's coming from Buffalo, of course, heading now into a more he's becoming more of more of a veteran with this team. And he understood that in Buffalo, Stephon Diggs was the thing that put Josh Allen over the top. I think Hopkins is also a much less risky option than Galladay to acquire because Hopkins had had more proven pedigree in the league. He's also better at route running and getting open than Galladay, who's more of a downfield threat, more of a hit or miss kind of player. And of course, he missed drastically. I think Hopkins heads over to the Giants and the Giants maybe send over some draft capital in return, but this is going to be the way they target receivers. They won a playoff game last year. They are now in win now mode. There's no more tanking for these New York Giants. And I think Brian Dable knows that. Number four on this list, and they keep getting more and more intense, Josh Jacobs' free agency prediction. I think he either re-signs with the Raiders coming out of the weak RB market, like I mentioned, or I think there's one team that might take him, and I think it's the Miami Dolphins. We've seen Mike McDaniel already be a big spender, acquiring Tyreek Hill last offseason, and the one thing that Tua Tagovailoa is missing, and of course he had Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, and they were all right, but if he could get an elite running game in Josh Jacobs, who is one of the best uh, productive RBs in football this year, getting a workhorse load, I think he could head into Miami and be fantastic. And of course, both former Alabama players as well. You got that 
going for you. But I mean, Josh Jacobs is had elite production this year, to put it simply. And that would make this Miami offense just beyond elite, one of the best in the league, and really put two in attack of my low in a position to succeed. So I think there's about a 50-50 chance between those two that either goes to the Raiders or goes to Miami. Number three, where will Derek Carr sign? The Raiders just cut him. Speaking of, I think Carr obviously is going to walk. He's going to sign with the Saints. The Saints roster not built to, um, they're either built to win now or going to a complete teardown. And of course, the new head coach and Dennis Allen heading into his second year probably doesn't want to tear this team completely apart and go into many years of rebuilds and potentially risk his job. I think we see Carr go over there. He could be the thing that is needed to keep these Saints afloat. Obviously, the Jameis Winston question is still there, but Winston wasn't even reinstated as starter back when healthy. I just don't think there's a lot of confidence in him. And Carr can elevate this team enough. Maybe if Michael Thomas finally gets healthy and comes back to the Saints, Maybe we'll see some production there as well. But Derek Carr might be the stabilizing force that the Saints are seeking to try to get anything out of this closing window. And I mean, they're in a bad spot cap wise, but we know these teams always able to make it work in the NFL with the salary gap. Number two on this list, will the Ravens re-sign Lamar Jackson? This is the big one on people's minds. Keep in mind that franchise tag is an option. They could pay about $47 million to keep him back. Yeah, I think if they can't agree to a long-term deal, that's what's going to happen. Lamar's going to play on the franchise tag. But they are going to re-sign him. I know that they're largely like pretty off in terms of the monetary negotiations. We don't know much specifics about that yet. But it is would be a monumentally stupid move by a smart head coach in John Harbaugh to let Lamar Jackson walk in free agency and go somewhere else. When he, I know he gets injured sometimes, sure, but there are few quarterbacks in the league who can match him. It's hard to even like look at the future draft classes and find someone who is even like has a good chance to be even close to where Lamar is. Like, sure, okay, Caleb Williams, say what you will, but Lamar Jackson has been in the league and he has been absolutely elite. And I think now that Greg Roman's gone, we're looking at a reset potentially in this offense. This offense should be scoring more points than it is. Even with Lamar out there, they were definitely limited. I think we see more passing attack from Lamar Jackson. I think he looks even better and better as the Ravens let Lamar cook. They're going to re-sign him somehow. He's going to be back. And then the biggest question Will Aaron Rodgers retire or be traded? So I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking as he enters his darkness retreat. And but he's going to contemplate whether to come back to football. In total darkness, I guess. And yes, I think he's going to come back and I think he's going to be traded. The Packers, of course, per Adam Schefter, or I mean, this wasn't based on a full report, but Adam Schefter was saying he thinks that uh, the 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 Packers, excuse me, will look to trade Rodgers after that difficult season. And I think that Aaron Rodgers heads to the New York Jets. And man, what situation that would be. But the Jets are one of the few teams in the league that like not only just needs a quarterback, but clearly needs a quarterback and like if you're if they don't get one this offseason like it would be a monumental failure it would set them up for another season of mediocrity or less Mike White is not the answer they absolutely need to sign someone and they absolutely will bring in someone to replace Zach Wilson because he is done as a starter in this league if Aaron Rodgers headed to the Jets Garrett Wilson going through the roof top 12 wide receiver in the in fantasy realm instantly Elijah Moore it's murky, but just because of his upside, I think you would send him borderline top 30. Um, and, and anybody else, of course, in this Jets offense, once Brees Hall comes back, I think he's going to be top 12 RB selection, even coming off of the injury if Aaron Rodgers went over there. And the Jets would have some odds to potentially make a Super Bowl run. I mean, that would be an incredible turn of events for Jets fans especially. But I think that would completely flip the fantasy landscape. 
for the Packers without Rodgers, it would obviously be Christian Watson there, Romeo Dubs. I think Watson gets enough to stay at wide receiver three production, maybe not getting his potential fully capitalized upon. None of the other Packers receivers would likely be fantasy relevant unless they drafted someone incredible or went out and signed somebody or traded for Hopkins or something like that. But we know that this Packers organization doesn't like to spend first round picks or trade for wide receivers. So we'll see what happens, though. Aaron Rodgers, I think he comes back to football, gets traded to the Jets. So that wraps up this list. Top 10 fantasy offseason questions. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. Again, be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Second goal fantasy at gmail.com. Send your fantasy questions on Twitter over at or over at the email. Glad to be back again and glad to be talking biggest polarizing questions and giving my thoughts on each of them. It's going to be a fun free agency this year, and I'm looking forward to it because the free agency episode is about in a month. That one's always so much fun because we get to go over all of the new all at once and just go crazy over it over and over again so that's one of my favorites we'll probably have mock draft episodes those are always fun draft preview episodes are fun but we got the top 20 recaps at each position as well coming up next so we got top 20 qbs most likely coming out on monday in terms of the uh qb recap from last year so thank you all for tuning in ready to be back for another offseason as we approach the three-year anniversary of this podcast in just a couple weeks that's pretty incredible We're almost 200 episodes in. Thank you all who have been here the whole way or are just hopping on for the ride. It's going to be an exciting offseason, and you don't want to miss it. So thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.